With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the one, two, three, sore losers! What, what up, baby? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What up, everybody? I'm Lunchbox, and I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports de- genius. Oh, gosh, I threw your rhythm <laughs> off. Man, this is a great Eddie. day. <laughs> I mean, Eddie. how many days have we done this, and we don't, ah, whatever, go. I know the least about sports, but I'm your average sports fan, sports watcher, and apparently I kind of derail segments once in a while. And you don't know the who's who or the what's what. What up, you guys? I am Ray. I had to finish that segment for Eddie. I'm from the North. I'm an alpha male. I have an entourage. And I also love to ice fish and watch football and watch wrestling. And when I go into a bar, I don't order a Cosmo. I don't even order a margarita. I order a can of beer. I take it in the corner, and I shotgun the beer. Yeah, and before we get to Super Bowl 53, let's play the game. Would you rather? Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Um, I'd rather be a famous villain. They get all the credit. Like Batman and Superman and Spider-Man, they are the like they're the, the the top dogs of superheroes. You know what I mean? Like that's who we talk about. We don't talk about the Joker, really? Uh, who's Spider-Man's villain? I don't know. Exactly. Who's Batman's... Oh, no. uh, Superman's villain. Kryptonite. Lex Lex Luthor or whatever. Dude, that's what I'm saying. You want to be the the hero. Like, the superhero. You want to be the famous superhero. The villain. No one ever talks about the villain. But your answer was you want to be the villain. No, I said superhero, uh, superhero, didn't I? No, you said villain. I did? Yeah. Oh. Who wants to be the villain? Superhero. (laughs) Famous superhero. Uh, It's unknown superhero or famous villain. That's the question. dang this is a disaster. We can, can we just hit reset? No, we're rolling. This Ray, is how we do it. Ray, go why, ahead. Why do you want it to be perfect? <laughs> we, you know, this is our hundredth and third, more than that, hundred and fourth episode. Like this, we're and, human, and we're, and we're still terrible. And we should have called in sick. Ray, what do you got? Yeah, give me the unknown superhero 
once I'm done with the podcast, I'm going into my glass room in there, and I'm putting on a cape. Nobody else sees me. I'm undressing. I'm completely naked, and I have my cape on. And then I go out, and I do random stuff and save the world. And I am unknown, but I am helping people. Ladies across the street, I'm stopping traffic. I'm at the intersection where usually the lights sometimes just randomly go out, and I'm telling cars to go through, and everybody's wondering, who is this guy? I'm never in the newspapers. I'm never on your 5 o'clock news, but I'm saving the day. Then I come back to work, and I do this boring job. But what you guys don't know, I'm an unknown superhero, baby. Wow. If I'm out there saving the world one person at a time, helping ladies cross the street, you know, getting people out of fire, saving them from drowning. Here, come this way. I can help you. Then there's no point. I want credit for what I am doing. I want people to know that I'm the superhero. So if it's going to be an unknown superhero, uh -uh. I want to be famous on the highest level. I'll be the villain. I'll be out out there committing crimes and everybody will know who I am. Come and get me. I'm the villain. I'll be the famous superhero. <laughs> You've heard your answer. You already said <laughs> the, that's how you play. Would you rather? <laughs> Super Bowl Monday edition. That's right. Super Bowl 53 last night. And let me tell you, I don't want to hear any of this nonsense that the game was boring. It was unentertaining. Everybody talking about how offense is the new NFL. This is what we're going to see. 45-44. Guess what? The defenses get paid, too. Like I always say, those defensive coordinators last night, the coaching staffs had an incredible, incredible game plan defensively both ways, and that made it a thrilling game because one big play breaks that game open, and no one was able to get the big, big play it was edge of your seat drama because three nothing the whole game. The Rams, their high flying offense. If they get one of those big touchdowns that they get all year, guess what? All of a sudden, Patriots fans are nervous. When the Rams start driving and they tied, they were going in for a touchdown. And Brandon Cooks is wide open in the back of the end zone. Just throw took, there. It took too long. You can't rainbow it. It's a Super Bowl, baby. Well, it's not even that. It's, Woods was already there. He's just sitting there. Like By that time, the ball's up in the air. Everyone's going to flock towards him. And McCourty made the play. I mean, he came from 20 to 25 yards out of the screen and got there just in time to knock it out of Cook's hand. Timing was perfect. It was Awesome. That was such a great play. And so people saying it what that was exciting. Like that was that was a the game it was a game changer. And then on the other end, Cooks had another chance to catch a touchdown. And whoever came over at the last minute and boom pushes him and makes him drop it. It was so intense. I loved it. It was it was awesome. People are gonna complain that it was low scoring. What I'm complaining about, there was one play in the red zone. I think the only play in the red zone was the rushing touchdown for the Patriots. Right. For entertainment purposes, you've got to get in the red zone a little bit more. I'm fine with the score being what it was. And but of what course, are you going to do about that, though? I mean, it's like well, they tried to get that, to the red coach, zone. Like, that, that means that teams weren't getting on a possession 30, 20 yards. Nobody was moving the ball. Wrong. The Patriots were moving the ball all night, but when the Rams' defense needed to make a play... They made a play. The, the, the Patriots would get 30, 40 yards, and then the Rams' defense would buck up and say, nope, that's as far as you're going to get. Guskowski missed a missed field goal. It. I, 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 if you look at the stats, the Patriots, I mean, they dominated the game, but the Ram, at one point, midway through the third quarter, Jared Goff had five completions. Five. 
and the Rams were still only down three to nothing. The defense has played excellent. The game planning was last night was why Bill Belichick is the smartest coach in the history of the NFL. What he did to that Rams high flying offense was outstanding. It was so beautiful. I mean, he came in with a plan they had never seen before and they didn't know how to fix it. They didn't know how to correct it. They didn't they didn't know what hit them. They were throwing things at them and they were just like, "What is going on?" And Tony Romo was highlighting it during the game and saying, "Look, look at how everybody is swarming around. You have no idea who's coming and who's dropping back." And every time they would only send four or five guys and then everybody else would drop back and just confuse Jared Goff all night. He had no idea what he was going, and they were getting to Jared Goff because no one was open. Bill Belichick last night, that game was more about Bill Belichick and his scheme on the defense than it was about Tom Brady. I understand Tom Brady, we say he's the GOAT, greatest of all time. He got his sixth ring, and he made plays, enough plays to win, but that game to me was more Bill Belichick than anything. Yeah, I agree with you. And he did say post game, you know, he was saying that it's not him. You know, the credit goes to the guy, the guys in the helmet wearing the helmets, like not me, whatever, which is false because, and it's funny, you said this on Friday, and I was like, no, it's the team. You know, they're the ones that get it done. And yes, they are the ones that get it done, and they're all, they're all talented. But really, the way that it was a chess match, really. I mean, that's and, what it is. It's and a that's chess why match. the defense, it was a defensive game. I mean, really, they had all the pieces in the places that they needed to be for that to happen. I mean, the fact that Edelman could be open every single pass. What not, did I tell you about it's, that? It's not like. It, did, did you say Edelman would be MVP? I said Gronk would be MVP, okay. MVP but I told no, you. No, he was MVP. I said uh, most yeah, valuable most, tin man. No, 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 no. <laughs> most valuable tight end. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Thank was you. MVT. No, I said Julian Edelman. <laughs> you thought they were going to be able to cover him. And I told you, a linebacker is not going to be able to cover Edelman. He's you going, called that. And I said, when they need nine yards, he'll get genius. ten. That is what Edelman does. And last night, I'm watching the game, and it may be a little overreaction on my part and a lot of people's part. As I'm watching hey, coach, the game, coach, coach, take a breath. I said, Edelman is playing himself into the Hall of Fame. Like, he is playing himself into being a Hall of Famer, what he's doing on the biggest stage of football. And he does it every, like, all playoffs against the Chiefs, it was the same way. They needed eight, he got nine. He is, I love watching Edelman play because he doesn't run, when they need seven yards, he doesn't run a five-yard route and try to get the last two. If it's third down, he gets past the sticks and gets open. You, a lot of these teams you see during the regular season will be third and seven. And the guy will run a five-yard crossing route and get tackled two yards short. Why not get to the sticks? I I love watching Edelman play. And my brother texted me, he goes, cheaters should not win the MVP. Because Edelman was suspended the first few games this year for oh, PEDs. Let me write that one down. I didn't even realize that one. Let me put him on the cheaters list. Yes, he was he for a banned substance, substance and so he was suspended. And so my brother's like, so, and someone on Twitter said, because I tweeted that, oh, he's going to Hall of Fame. They said, wait, you're against A-Rod and Barry Bonds and all them going point. to Hall of Fame. Dang. But you're okay with Julian yeah, Edelman going to Hall okay of Fame. Yeah, you should be okay with that. And, and I, really, I had to sit down and be like, wow. Yeah. But the only difference is football doesn't seem to take that big of a stand against it when it comes to Hall well, of Fame. It doesn't fame. matter what they do, though. Like, no, it does. Because No, because the argument we made is, I mean— MLB is probably going to let them in the Hall of Fame too. That was our opinion. So right, you're the commissioner of all sports right now. Hypothetically, 
you got to make this decision. All sports, not just what one organization does versus the other one. You got to treat them the same. Like, what no, do you think? Because each one treats it differently. Like, but that's what they do. You're, no, no, you're, but that's you're what I'm head. saying. I, I'm looking at it at that because baseball is trying to act like they're more strict. The NFL doesn't try to act, they just suspend for a couple games. And they don't seem to make a big deal. Whereas Major League Baseball, it's fifty games. I mean, well, yeah, but they play more. They, they games. try. They're trying to make it more um, strict. I don't know. They're trying to come off as oh. harder against it. But I don't know. So I had to. I have to think think about that. But I did think last night. Dang, Edelman is playing himself into the Hall of Fame, and I feel like I was going to be spot on. I think Gronk would have been named MVP if he doesn't get tackled at the two yard line, which is crazy to me because like that. I mean, that catch alone is what changed the game. Like really, his catch, his catch, Gronk's catch changed the game. Uh, if you look at it long term, yeah, Edelman had more catches. There was definitely momentum, but there wasn't one play that Edelman had that really changed the momentum of the game. It was that play, and so to, I thought for a second, like I, I was with you, lunch. I did think Edelman was going to be the MVP, but for a minute there, I doubted myself. I'm like, why wouldn't Gronk be the MVP? I feel like that play is what changed it, and to me. I mean, I'm cool with Edelman being the MVP. I don't care. But at that moment, I did think that Gronk should have been the MVP. If he gets in the end zone, I think it's a totally different MVP discussion just because he puts him ahead. That would make it a no-brainer to me. But as far as two players that didn't score and two players that played really well for Gronk, you know, for us talking about RoboCop, had a pretty good game. He had good plays. Yes. He, he made the plays that made us be like, oh, all right, the Patriots, they're still in it, man. And he was always having to dive for him. He missed one of, I mean, some of them were out of his reach. The ones he did catch, he was diving and for Robocop him. Robocop took some hits. He did. He, he got, got up living. And I saw one. your tweet. Then you say you saw I a couple saw screws, screws fall come out. out. <laughs> they pop and I saw nuts, bolts on the hey, field. And we always say to Sean McVay, the mind, the genius. I'm just going to kind of rip on him for a second and I want you to maybe rebut me or say he didn't coach that well. The, the genius, remember how he remembers those plays? This Super Bowl is going to be real easy. All he had to remember was a field goal. He didn't even have to remember a touchdown. (laughs) Hey, coach, remember the Super Bowl, 53. Set it up. Do you remember your scoring drive? Yeah, it was a field goal. It was the only time we scored. Yeah, yeah, we we got to the the 30. We kicked the (laughs) 41-yard field goal and made it. I bet in 40 years he remembers this. all the scoring plays from 53. Yes, I and I did. I think, he do a good job coaching, or no, he did it a just, terrible job. He, he did. did a, he did a terrible defensively. Wade Phillips had well, a good scheme. He confused Tom Brady. He made it hard on Tom Brady, and you could see the defensive line was making it tough on Tom Brady to step into some throws. They weren't necessarily knocking Tom Brady down, and they he finally he, got sacked. They finally they, they got did Brady. Sack him, yes, first time in the playoffs, the man has been brought down. But the offensive line of the Patriots did a good enough job where Tom Brady. You know, was still able to make some throws, but there was where he couldn't step into it. So the de- and they were, you know, disguising man, and they would drop back into zone. And Tom Brady, that's how he threw his first interception. He thought it was going to be man to man, and he threw it out there. And uh oh, there's an extra guy out there that that's not supposed to happen. And Romo said he, when he threw it, he knew it wasn't. Yeah, he that said great you could play. see he tried to hold ducking. up, like he tried to. Oh no, like he knew right away he was making a bad decision. So you have to give the Rams defense credit; they had a great game plan offensively. I didn't feel like they made any adjustments whatsoever. I, go ahead, I think, and I think it's going to come out that Todd Gurley was hurt what, real bad. What? Because he he missed a couple games with a knee injury, and I just do not think he is one. I don't think he's back from that a month and a half ago. And I think that is a reason that we didn't see Todd Gurley over and over and over and over. And they kind of got away from him, and he wasn't as effective as he he, he wasn't in, in the regular season. Is I think that knee injury is more serious than we know.
So what does that have to do with McVay being not coaching well? Well, I, I mean, mean, first of all, they didn't score a touchdown. No, no, no. I on, get it. On I get turf. it. But you're talking about coach. You're they, talking about coaching. Coach, yeah. they didn't, did they get their field goal? Was it in the fourth quarter of the Rams? Or did they get it late third? Oh. I, I, boys, I apologize. It may have been fourth field goal quarter. Was, Fourth quarter. It almost okay. So let's just say. I mean, we I don't know. Talk, we're talking almost. No, three. no, 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 no. It was tied going into the going into the fourth. So they got in the third. I mean, let's be real. On turf in a dome, no weather conditions. It took them. I mean, into the fourth to finally get a score, a field goal. I mean, you, they you, didn't get a touchdown. You got to give credit where credit's due. That, right, def- the that defensive defense. line. That, wow, dude, that D line. Where did this Patriots defense come from? I don't know, you realize Bowl. they've I mean, been horrible all year. But they're getting better all year. That's the thing. And, and another thing about the Patriots' defense is we always say they're bad. The Patriots, because they give up a lot of yards. What they do is they give up yards in between the 20s. And then once you get to the 20, they usually make you kick field goals. They weren't even letting the Rams get to there because they were on them like white on rice. I mean, that no wide receiver could get open. They knew they they were their 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 defensive line was blowing up. The Rams' offensive line. The Rams are a play-action pass team. When you can't play-action pass, there's no deception. There's no linebackers biting up or safeties coming up thinking, oh, it's a run play. There is no threat of that. They were just dropping back and trying to throw the ball, and it did not work. Bill Belichick, I mean, oh, that last night was beautiful. And so for people to say it was a boring game, I just do not understand that. And Sean McVay even came out after the game and said, look, I got out coached flat out. I got out coached. Oh, did he really? Just dominated. Like, and I, I don't know how I'm going to get over this. I don't know how you ever get over it. But I got out coached terribly. I didn't get Todd Gurley in the flow of the game, and I just it got away from us. I just did a terrible job. I think that's him just being humble and trying to just take it off of the team. But like, but you know, it goes. It really does go to the the Pats D line. I mean, they would just crumble crumble that offense. Goff had no chance to do anything. I mean, they, uh, to say that that McVay didn't try to change the game plan, he tried to change a bunch, especially the sec- coming in the second half, like that first drive. I mean, he was doing, going longer throws and, and then mixing it up a little better. I thought they try- they did what they had to do. I just, I mean, the Pats weren't going to let him do it. It just wasn't happening for for the Rams. I mean, Gurley had a good run in there too. Like he had some he a did. couple breakout runs, and, and C.J. Anderson they did a good job at stopping him. Uh, the the one chances that they that that the Rams did have to score were those great defensive plays by McCordy. I don't McCourty. know which McCordy it was. It was one of the twin brothers. I mean, but he came. I mean, out of nowhere, you thought everybody was going. Oh my gosh, he's oh what a play! I mean, he it was, was wide open. These guys were wide open. There was one, however, pass interference call that what I mean, it, it looked like he was holding his hand back. I mean, it was early in the game, maybe second quarter. But it looked like one of the defenders had the Rams' hand back, so he couldn't catch the ball. There was one non-call. But, hey, guys, as far as penalties goes, we've talked in <laughs> this postseason. Penalties, flags, 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 penalties, stupid, dumb rules. It's a pretty clean game. They let them play, which I do appreciate. They let them play. They didn't call pass interference. on Because on I, I feel like almost every throw down the field, you could call pass interference. But I felt like they let them play this game, yeah. and I let, they let them play both ways. It was there may both have been teams. two holding calls the whole game, right? If I remember correctly, it was just that kind of game, and I was like, "All right." And Coach Eddie, you said 
Man, thank God that thing didn't go into overtime. Oh, I did not want to come in here. <laughs> Why? All right, brother Pitts, because come on Because then there's a coin toss because then there's a chance that the one offense isn't going to oh, see the field. God. And we would have had the controversy. No, it, there would have been and no then, controversy. I know, I it would have been, I know your point. It would have been your I, same stance, and then Pitts would have came in and said the other offense should get a chance to score. And then the NFL, dude, would they have taken a more serious look at it? No. If, no? The NFL's no, like, I think it's the okay, same way. No, hey, Roger Goodell comes back out. Okay, guys. There, we just had another hey, game. I'll tell you one thing, though. If the Rams would have gotten the coin, the coin toss, <laughs> and, they and Brady would have never touched the field. Oh my! Get out! No of here. one would care. Oh, you're crazy. That would have been amazing. You're, you're crazy. Been amazing. You're, you're absolutely wrong. They, they would have had the camera angle on Brady the whole time, like ready, warming up, ready. Never saw the field. Yeah. More people would have been happy because they don't like the Patriots. Right. I get right. it. The bigger outcry would have been if the Rams didn't touch the ball. I feel that there are enough people in Boston though to create yeah, an earthquake. You're right. The Rams, if they didn't touch the ball. Right. Oh my gosh. Coach, this morning you would have woke up to a hurricane. I don't. Oh, great! See, it went I, I to overtime. I don't see the shots of golf of golf though, of just being like, oh, he never got to touch the ball. I feel like if the shots of, of Brady, like the goat, the dude that comes back at the end of games and beats you, doesn't have a chance to touch the ball, we gotta change this rule. I think that would have been a, a bigger, a right? Bigger but thing. but I yeah yeah sure with the NFL that'd have been a bigger thing. But yeah. the uproar, oh, the uproar dude, would have been, right, right. been right. unbelievable if Goff didn't get to touch the ball. The Patriots again only touch the ball and win the game. Also, I want to give credit to the Patriots fans because you can get complacent because your team goes every year to the Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was actually loud last night. When you were watching the Patriots on defense, they were yelling, and it was hard on the Rams to communicate. They It was like a home field advantage for the Patriots. That's what I was thinking as well. There weren't any Rams fans. There's no Rams. Well, Coach, there aren't any Rams fans at home. Like when they play there in wouldn't LA. have been Rams fans at the Coliseum. There would not have been. But Coach, don't you think it's because we talk about Alabama and how you know they get complacent because they're the good and everything. But you, I don't think you can compare that because – People choose to be Patriots fans. Like, you're not born a Patriot. You don't go to school there. It's not like we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to school at Alabama, so I'm an Alabama fan. Like, people that love football, they choose to be Patriots fans. So if they go next year, there's going to be more fans. That's kind of how it works in that situation. I don't think it's like, props to them. They were loud, and they weren't complacent. You want, you choose to be a Patriots fan. If they go seven, eight. Nine, they win ten Super Bowls. <laughs> the ten Super Bowl people are still going to be crazy. No, because the Braves fans, when they were making the playoffs every year in the nineties, they weren't showing up to the first round of the playoffs because they were complacent. They choose to be Braves fans, but they weren't selling out because okay, we were here five years in a row, so I'll just wait till next series. Patriots fans are fierce, though. I mean, they're like, and that's what I mean. I got to give them credit because they still forked over the money to get to Atlanta to get tickets and to be loud in that stadium. Even though you could be like, you know, we were there last year. What's the big deal? Like, oh, we'll probably be back there again. No, they made a di- – I felt like they made a difference in the game. And what it was cool about the Patriots is throughout the season, they reinvented themselves throughout the season. They – like, you have all these teams that are the same – the one-trick ponies. They don't change. They try to be the high-flying offense. They can't win a game ugly. If it's a high-flying game, they have a chance, the Rams. If it's low-scoring, guess what? Rams, what the heck do we do? The Patriots can win every single way. They adjust. They make changes. And I wonder if other coaches are watching that game just going, how the hell does Bill Belichick do it? He loses his wide receiver. He loses Patrick Chung, his, you know, one of his main defensive cogs last night in the middle of the game. And guess what? They just find way. They put someone in, and they're ready to do their job. They lose Josh Gordon, their deep threat, who – 
takes the top off defenses. So they just got to play dink and dack and dink and dunk. And they do it. They just the Patriots. They didn't launch one ball deep. No, I mean <laughs> not one. That's what no. I'm saying. If you're well, they, they, they did the one to Gronk. I, I mean, mean that was. But that's a, I was like 15 coach, yards. I'm talking about one of those. You turn on the NFL ticket and you got Mahomes launching one 80 yards, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to flip over to that game. I mean, there was not one of those from the Patriots last yes, night. And then it's so funny because Romo goes, oh my gosh, they're running the same play again. They ran the same play three plays in a row. And guess what happened? Three completions. But you don't expect them to do that. But that, but that's what I'm saying. That's, it's th- so those are the genius. mind games. They're just mind games. It's, you want to be predictable. It's like it's like I play the 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 gambling game on the site where it's just like you can do each play at a time. Will the next play be a run? Will the next play be a pass? It's that simple. It's a simple bet, really. Just just predict the next play. Right. It's hard with the Patriots. Try to bet on the Patriots what they're going to do next. You're like, oh, it's first and ten. They're going to run it. Well, they got to wait a whole nine months now. But yeah, you know what I mean. It's just one of those things where like that gives you a sense of what the defenses are are dealing with when they're trying to predict a play. What's the next play going to be? They change running three plays in a row. It's the same play three plays in a row, and all three hard. He threw it to three different guys, three receptions, got them all the way down the two yard line. I mean, they are just so. Smart. I so, was watching it at the bar real quick. I was watching it at the bar, so the so audio. Did you have audio? It wasn't amazing. You, you could know, you could hear it, but I'm just saying it was still bar noise. Yeah. Um, I was wondering how many plays did Romo predict? Because the over under was seven and a half. Was he like in not the very four many? Range? It was like four. Yeah, he didn't really try to predict plays. He, he, didn't, he didn't, and I and I think he was definitely told by his upper buffs, like, hey, let's not predict the plays. This is a super. Do you think so? Or I is, think he just chose it okay. on his own because he's seen the stuff and he's like, okay, wow, I am predicting a lot of plays and people are making me out to be a genius. I'm just trying to step back and be a broadcaster. I didn't know I was really doing that. It's almost like when you're hot gambling, like you know, you're hot and you're hot. Like now, all eyes are on you. Like, all right, here's the guy that wins all the bets just chill like let me make a few bets here and there but if i go crazy and i miss if if romo missed like 10 predictions we'd all be like ah lose cred so lose he wasn't cred. really going after the predictions I last night. So. i didn't feel like he back. was he, he was calling out the defense like oh he thinks he's in man here but they're actually going to drop back in zone oh they're in zone like he would do suggestions he would be like well i wouldn't necessarily take that time out or whatever he would say he stuff would like and he'd that. be like they gotta speed up now i don't know why they're not running a play right. now yes it, and it, that that's that goes back to the rams and their defensive scheme and how much it confused tom brady he had to call two timeouts in the first quarter because they, they, he he didn't like what he saw. He was like, "What in the world?" Like, hold on, timeout. I gotta I gotta go talk this over. And that's because- why Brady's not. I mean, he's prideful, but at that point, you, he's trying to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't give a rip if he's calling timeout, right. and looking like that. Like, even if he has to waste some. That's how good the defensive scheme on the Rams was, and it was it confused him. The greatest of all time. It, they still were like, dang, they were throwing stuff at him that he hadn't seen. And Brady has six rings now. Six. And Jordan had six. That is dirty. And I the do. Patriots in the past 15 years, not the Patriots, Boston, in the past 15 years have won 12 championships. No, no, I think it's been 98 days since the, uh, I think I read this, 98 days since the Red Sox won the World Series. There you go. Now, and, wow. Hey, well, like they got yesterday. Red Sox, they got the Bruins, they got the Patriots, Celtics, if you go back 15. I mean, they I mean the Celtics do- are good this year. But I'm saying they have dominated over the decade, two decades in a row. They had yeah. a great run. Boston's had a good, good and, time. It ain't yeah. over yet. Sox are still good, and who knows if the Patriots are back next year. RoboCop, is he joining in? And no. the Celtics are good. Like... The, the RoboCop is done. I, Celtics I really can be do, as good as they want to be. I okay. really do think Gronk is done. <laughs> Damn, deep. But Good. are the Patriots back next year? Absolutely. We have got. They are like these. Brady, they are like the Brady Spurs. We try to bur- bury them. And what Brady said afterwards was pretty cool. 
They, the confetti's coming down, and everybody's surrounded. Around, I Man, mean, which stressed the crap out of me. I was. I'm like, somebody, some security, step in there and control that situation. <laughs> it was They're so gonna funny. kill Brady. What was happening? Oh, uh, dude, every member of the press, every member just squeezed everyone in the middle, and they're yelling. The mic's up. Oh, and Tracy Wolfson. Wolfson. She she's trying to interview him. She's got the exclusive interview. Yeah. It's, it, it's CBS. She's the sportscaster for CBS. Yes. She's got the mic ready to go, and sh- and she's ready to rock. And he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop, stop! Hold on. There's a Ram player coming. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Let me give him a hug. He gives Cooks a hug, and the next thing you know, is girly. Uh, somebody else came. <laughs> Gives him a hug. And so she's just standing there waiting. And while she's waiting, the mob gets bigger and bigger. And, and shrinking. She, and and shrink, she gets and squeezing in. She gets just pushed back. The camera guy gets pushed back. And the audio's up. So no one's talking. All you hear is like, get back. Get back. Don't touch me. Get over there. Good work. And then and then you hear Brady give a hug. You hear like, Brady going, step back. People, just step back. Like, hey, dude, it was chaotic. It was so funny. And then Edelman comes in. He gives uh, Edelman a hug. He gives Kraft a kiss in the mouth. He did cr- he, he was very close to Kraft. I saw Deadspin. No, no, they did a was, zoom in. There was tongue. Uh, I did. It was almost. I mean, was it mouth? I don't know if no, it was mouth. No, no, or no, it was just yeah, yeah. angle. Deadspin did an amazing job of zooming in. They had that face to face because they couldn't hear each other. That's why they needed to get so close. Right. But in the process of getting so close, they almost kissed. Ah. I think they were still a centimeter away. I saw tongue. Oh, so there. there was no mouth to mouth. No, it was very close though. Everybody was freaking <laughs> out online, going, "Oh my gosh, they mouth kissed." I'm like. Yeah, show Why me one of them. Show me the other angle. You're showing me the one angle where you can't see. You can't see their lips. You see the back of Brady's uh, head. Hey, he wants to use all the replay angles. They're like, oh, let's go back to New York. Yeah. New York is challenging the tongue. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Don't hey, throw that flag. Angle, Don't throw that flag. Uh, but in the postgame celebration, the confetti's coming down, and, and Wolfson asked Tom Brady, she says, man, you've got six. Like, How do you stay motivated to come back next year and do this again? And he goes, look at this. How do you not stay motivated? This is incredible to have a chance to do this again. How would you not be motivated? And I was like, man, that is what it takes. That dude is so right. And one of the yeah. um, people on the post-game press conference, the the table, that whatever you call them, the commentators, I don't know, the post-game show, yeah. they said, he goes, listen, addiction has a negative connotation, but I'm going to say the Patriots are addicted to success, and it is awesome to see. Who like, said that? One of the guys on the panel. I don't remember which one it was, but I was just like, he's so right because they do talk about it and they they are still motivated, like experiencing it. Usually you have the Super Bowl hangover and they are the one team that doesn't seem to have it. And we wanted to bury them midseason. We, we thought it was over. They were losing to these crappy teams. And what, Bill Belichick, I mean, guys, this might be the greatest Player-coach combo in history. Yeah. I mean, Jordan and Phil, but I know you don't like Phil, but Phil Jackson. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mickelson. <laughs> no, I know. I, I understand Phil. But is it – you go – I mean, that would be the only comparable one. Uh, Popovich and Duncan. But, but I'm just saying title-wise. How many titles yeah, more did they than win? Those two, though. It's just – oh, they had how many? Uh, five. Four. Wow. That's yeah, impressive. Spurs. Yeah. But, but, but they had more than just Pop and Duncan. But they had more than just Jordan. They had more than just Brady. I mean – Pip, you have the Pippen, head honcho, the big Pippen. What? Pippen. Pippen? Yeah. Okay. Pippen's one of the greatest players. No, 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 in NBA I know. History. I know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that's so it's not fair to say Phil and Jordan. Like there was Phil, Jordan, Pippen, Grant. Well, like, there's there's uh, Brady, Belichick, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa
I'm just saying, there, you, you could say that about any team. Yeah, they, so, but, so, so building the one-two is not fair to everyone else. I, somebody I, I was doing think. some things like that. Don't put, get me started. I don't want to talk about that. But. People were doing photoshops of Aaron Hernandez at the no, Super Bowl. That's yeah, just I don't lack know. of taste. Yeah, very distasteful. No, no, no. But it's got I a saw, lot of retweets. No, no, no. There was a guy wearing an Aaron Hernandez jersey. But, but then the, they put his face on him. Wasn't that okay? No. It's not okay. I, I don't think that's okay. I, I was going to ask you guys. I saw this. I mean, I don't know what to think about it. Like, if I saw a guy wearing... His name could last name could just be Hernandez, the guy that's wearing it. <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, I think his number, number was probably the 81 same one or whatever. Eighty seven. Yeah. <laughs> like if your buddy shows up to the Super Bowl party and he's in a Hernandez he be jersey, my buddy. he wouldn't. I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's not even funny. Now. It's, it's nothing that you guys would do. Like I, you guys no, are my friends. I'm asking you. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you, is I'm, it in bad taste? I'm yeah. telling you, you guys are my friends, and I don't think you guys would do anything like that. So I wouldn't be friends with a dude that would do something like that. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Dang, that Photoshop did really look like Aaron Hernandez was on the field. That was weird. <laughs> no, there, so was one, there was one funny, there was a funny meme that Mo and Tampa sent us. It was a little picture. And it's like the Scooby-Doo, you know how they always unmask the bad guy at the end? And they have uh, Sean McVay, someone pulling Sean McVay's face off, and it's Jeff Fisher under there. Like, oh, so uh, funny. Like, so funny. Was it Scooby-Doo or was it? Who yeah, was it? well, I don't know who pulls yeah, it off. Revealing, revealing the face. Because <laughs> why is that funny? Because Fisher Jeff used to Fisher's be the a coach. coach. He's such a bad coach. Okay. He's so terrible. terrible. And they thought, oh, my God, what a terrible game by Sean it McVay. It wasn't McVay. It was really Fisher. Like, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, I saw another one that was really good that said, um, if you're on a diet, hold on, I'm paraphrasing. Okay, no. cheat day, some yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, if it, if you're on a diet, it's okay because uh, Super Bowl Sunday's Tom Brady's cheat day. Also, I mean, so dumb. That's hilarious. I love that's creative and funny. I love. <laughs> Do you it. think that's creative? Yeah, hey, not that funny. We were killing though the sore losers Twitter account. We were dominating. All of us were tweeting for, from different places. For the I most part, we were putting our names on it. Sometimes lunch was just he tweeting was something, and then not, he wasn't putting I his know. name. And uh, he goes, hey, I didn't think about and it. And we were getting retweet. I was like, we need to do live events all the time. We should. We should. Do, that was Lunch the biggest boss, live Do a event. live uh, basketball every night. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that right okay. away. <laughs> but, yes. So, I mean, after last night, what do you think of the like, – is offense the new thing? Or do you, do you now believe that defense can still 
be relevant in the NFL. Well, well, that that game wasn't predicted by Vegas. Vegas had the over under at fifty six. They right. weren't even close. If you had the under, you were counting your money to the bank. You were looking for banks and casino at the halftime or. Banks in Vegas at the halftime because it, that game was over for the under. That was amazing if you bet the under. The spread went down to the very last quarter, last minutes. That was pretty amazing. Tony Romo predicted it. He said at the half, you're going to have about a three, there'll be a field goal, maybe nothing. There'll be about a three to nothing game, two minutes left in the first half. That's what Romo said. He literally no, pr- predicted he, in he the d- quarter. I think. He did not say that at the be- at, before the game. Yes, he did. He Jim did Nance. say it, but just for the quarter. But Jim Nance said the first I, quarter there would be a three because he said at the beginning really. of the game it was going to be twenty eight twenty four, but he wasn't going to pick a winner. Maybe yeah, at the very the end total, of the game, total game. But he said by halftime you're looking at about a three to nothing game with two minutes left. He knew it was going to be I don't low think scoring. He said that by yeah half he did first. because Jim Nance said I'm pretty sure you predicted this, didn't you? He was being sarcastic. Oh, that was sarcasm. You, oh, and then <laughs> Romo went in and said, "Yeah, I did say yeah, that." He goes, yeah, that was sarcasm. Okay, well, I'm glad I yeah, knew yeah, it. I yeah. didn't know that. I was like, wait a minute, what are you? But then I know what you're talking about. They because they showed him up in the booth. Okay, they were that, yes. that was when they were on the yeah. camera in the booth, and they were. He was like, Coach, now I know. I literally thought he predicted that. No, no, he was being sarcastic. Okay, but what, okay. Your, what was your question? Defenses? Like defenses. Okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all these people, we fall in love with the offense, and that's why people say it was a you. boring game. People thought it was so boring. You hear all this outlash. Oh, the Saints and Chiefs would have been a lot better. No, the two best teams, they were there. And defense, show, they get paid to play defense too. They make millions of dollars just like the offense, and the defense was just one step ahead. I mean, of just everything. Well, if, and if, it's if, easy, if, it makes it easy to remember. When there's not a lot of offense, folks, you're always going to remember this game. Brady and Belichick found a way to win. It was ugly, and they won. There you go. You don't need to remember any scores, any big touchdowns, because there weren't. There was a running play from, like, two Two yards yards out. out. I mean, folks, there's nothing to remember from this Super Bowl. We're going to all move on with our lives. There's, like, the UT, if you think back to Texas and when they played USC. It was a high-flying college football game. That one was unbelievable. So many shootouts. That one's going to be played on the classic channels. This one? Dude, NFL Films ain't even picking up this game because it's not worth a replay. Wrong. <laughs> it's Brady and Belichick winning their sixth. It's a classic. It's It goes down in history. It moves them and tied with the Steelers for the most Super Bowl victories ever. And With an NBA basketball game, there's always going to be scoring. The beauty of baseball and football, sometimes there ain't going to be any scoring. Guys, that's just how it is. That's how the game was made. Bat- soccer, that was created like that, so sometimes there's no scoring. So I'm just saying, we knew going into this, there's a chance there might not be any points. Whereas NBA basketball, there's always going to be some dunks, there's going to be some jumpers. Folks, that's just how the game was created. So if you hate that, that's just what football is. We get lucky sometimes, and there's a ton of offense, and your girlfriend's excited this one probably wasn't a lot to see. My buddy South Beach, he said boring game. My girlfriend said boring game. You guys said, I appreciate the football that it was. I loved it was it. a masterpiece. I thought it was a good game. I thought it was fine. I'm a better. Guess what? If you put money on a game, most of them are going to be, you know, they're going to make them more entertaining. You put money on this game, it was very entertaining. There was a guy in Vegas put $250 down on the Rams to score exactly three points, 400 to one odds. Walked out of there with $100,000, boys. That was maybe the smartest bet of the entire Super Bowl. And I also read some guy bet $102,000 on the coin flip. He picked tails to win 100000 Wow. 50-50. How do you put that much I money mean, on just a, go on to a, a roulette bet. wheel, you idiot. Actually, uh, roulette's less than 50%. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's two crazy. greens in roulette, so you're about at 48%. Gosh, that's crazy. After last night, Jared Goff, are you... 
is he still a good quarterback? Are, are you ready to write him off? You think, okay, just the moment was too big. He was too young. He'll be back. I mean, I, I saw him as a deer in headlights. He had no idea. Bill Belichick said, you're a young QB, and we're going to confuse the crap out of you, and he did that. And I think, hey, he's still young. He's got plenty of time. Don't write off Jared Goff yet, yeah, boys just and girls. Yeah, calm down, Marino. He ain't going back. You don't think he's going back? No. You don't think he's going to another Super Bowl? Nah. I'll make a bold prediction. He ain't going back, boys. With the team they have, I mean, but that is good. I mean, the Dolphins probably thought the same thing. Oh, like, with the team they have, they're never going back. It's a good point. He was blessed, and they had a great season. But guess what? Patriots are smart. Regular season doesn't mean crap. (laughs) Bring it in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, and the Patriots mastered that, and they did exactly that. I watched every minute of the Patriots-Titans regular season. The Patriots sucked. That's what I'm saying. they won the Super Bowl. That is what I'm saying. After games like that, they they reinvent themselves. They go back to the drawing board and say, okay, this isn't working, so we got to run the ball more. we got to get Michelle more involved. we got to do... They change. These other teams, they do the same thing all season, and they don't change. And then when people get the film on them, they don't know how to make adjustments. And I hate to say that we were right. Eddie, you weren't right. You said the Rams were going to win. Yeah. So you weren't right. But I hate to say how closely we predicted this game. Lunchbox said Edelman, going to do 7-8. When we, they need 7, he's going to get 8. Boom, he did exactly that. Lunch said Edelman is going to be huge in this game. He was. I said, Sony Michelle, he's going to be a big player, and he's going to be a lot better than Gurley. Sony Michelle was amazing. I mean, almost arguably could have been the MVP, scored the only touchdown of the game. We said— That was a two-yard run. We said—there <laughs> was Chill. one touchdown in the game. He got it. Okay? We okay. said— <laughs> Okay. We all— Okay. okay. Me I and Lunchbox— so confidently, me and Lunchbox said, Patriots minus three. That's your lock. We won that one. And not only that, I said, I see this game being more like a seven to ten points Patriots. The Patriots won by ten. We predicted everything about this game. I said, Gurley, eh. I'm not saying I claimed the injury. I just hadn't seen that much from him in these last couple weeks. And he had, didn't play that well. I mean, he wasn't amazing. And we said that. We said, Goff is a Goff. He played like a Goff. He was a golf out there. What's a golf? A, a golf. Does golf sound like a good player? <laughs> I mean, he played like a golf. Dude, he wasn't good. What a piece of he golf. Had, not only did he not play good, he didn't have time to throw the ball. He didn't have anybody open to throw the ball to. I mean, they were on. I'm telling there was no one open. Did the, Except did for the, the one time, Tony Romo did go, oh my gosh, he would love to have this one back. Mm-hmm. And they showed a replay. I don't think that would have been a touchdown. But, but it would have the guy was going across the middle, least. wide open, and Goff took a shot down to the left corner. And if he just looks across the middle, the dude is running for days. That's Goff. <laughs> I mean, he well, Did the Rams have a huge throw, like a big High fly and throw that you remember. There was one. If they, you don't remember one, yes, then they, they threw one yeah. to uh, Woods at midfield, yeah. and he drug his foot. He drug and his they foot. ran up there it and ran a sure point. looked incomplete, and then it was like, no, they showed it. it where he tiptoed it. Yes, yeah. and the the, the interception early. when the Rams got down to the like they got down to the red zone. I felt like I don't know what end of the game. No, and when Goff threw the interception, and what happened is the Patriots just they they brought everybody. They brought the house, and he just tried to throw it up. And he underthrew it. Why? Because that was the end of the game, right, Coach? No, 
It was uh, when Gilmore caught it. Um, at like the one or two? Yeah, and then oh, they... Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you. they were up by seven at that point. What I was believe. it? Did the receiver think that he was going back at the end zone? Or why no, no, was no. the receiver well, not even close to the ball? Well, he underthrew it because oh. he had to get rid of it because the Patriots brought everybody okay. and Goff was like, oh, crap. And he just threw it up there and it was just nowhere close and Cooks never had a chance. Gilmore caught it, went down, and then they were able to run, 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 kick the field goal, go up by 10, and that was the ball game. I will say this. I was at the bar... I would say most bars were largely Rams. People were just cheering. They wanted yeah, the Rams. Yeah, because they want they want yeah. Brady and Belichick to lose. That's they what it hate was. them. No, no, everybody was like booing the Patriots, and then they'd like cheer for the Rams. And I'm like, these people aren't from L.A. They're just cheering for the Rams. Right. Sure. They just hate ba- Brady and Belichick. That's it. There was I, nothing to boo them for, though. I mean, th- this, is, this is here's here's my whole take on the whole game. Congrats to the Patriots. They didn't cheat. <laughs> they didn't cheat, and they won by ten points. <laughs> Coach, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like. Good job. It was a clean game. <laughs> no one cheated. There weren't any calls that anyone's pissed at. And they won by 10 points. They almost, I mean, it was a close game, and that's what was exciting to watch. Like, it was so close. And for the entire game, except for the fourth quarter, did we think the Rams had a chance to win this game? Yes. Like, really? That's exciting. That's what you want. I didn't want to go to the restroom because the commercials were good. Like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to miss the commercials. And then, you know, the game, there wasn't one second of the game I wanted to miss. I finally went to the restroom when the Patriots scored a (laughs) touchdown and the extra point was coming because I was like, if he misses extra point, he misses extra point. I'll see it when I get out of the bathroom. Yeah. That was the only time I went to the bathroom because I had to go, but I didn't want to watch a play and I didn't want to miss a commercial and I didn't want to hit pause because then I'm behind. And there was a Queen Latifah commercial that wasn't funny at all and I just tell it wasn't going to be good. So I was like, ah, it's a good break. I can go like, yeah, some of those commercials, weren't they going like a minute or a minute and a half yeah, nowadays? Oh, yeah. They go good. They God, go I long. thought they were all 30 seconds. That's for, you know, you can do whatever you want. Okay. There are many movies. If you got m- money, you can do a little minute and a half short film. Like, I'm not going to say that the Patriots played great. Like, it wasn't like the Patriots you, won you, Patriots fashion. It wasn't they good. Just, I mean, because I loved, in the beginning of the game, I thought this. I was like, all I kept thinking was like, ah, the Patriots. This is how they, this is their game plan. Bleed, 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 bleed. Yeah, right. They tried. They that was their oh, game of plan. Of course they did. They did these little runs. Here you go, four Here or five. Yeah, yards. exactly. <laughs> the first three plays. The first three plays, and you were like, "Great, this is just going to be. They're going to go up and down this field." Yep. But then the Rams' defense broke their plan, and then like lunch was saying, Belichick had to change his game plan, and he successfully did it. Yes, that was probably the hardest. I mean, I'm sure he's napping all day today. We're just exhausted. Like, what a night. Like, gosh, that game was exhausting. And a lot of these guys, I know it for a fact, they don't drink during the season. So you know they had some beers last night. Oh, my like, gosh. You think Belichick parties? Yeah, oh, he drinks and stuff. Yeah, he has to. And then, I think like, so. Brady, With the team on the plane back, I, I mean, I think they're all getting hammered. I'm pretty sure Brady, I've heard stuff that he doesn't drink the entire season. So, I mean, Coach, last night he's drinking beer for the first time in seven months. Like what an amazing Does he drink beer or is he a wine guy? Oh, he's probably wine. Brady. Yeah, I figure he watched oh, the documentary. Sure. I figure it was a wine. For sure a 20-year-old During reserve. the documentary, he was filmed during the season, so he was never drinking oh, so in he the was documentary. Never drinking. And guys, I didn't know it was a real thing, but they really don't have sex this whole time. Like the, there was there was a pre-package or whatever that they showed in the pregame of uh Whitworth, I think, or some some lineman for the Rams. Yeah. And they were just He's showing a big dude. Big dude. They were showing his life at home or whatever. And at the end of the package, the wife makes a joke and be like, because they showed the exterior of the house and all the lights were turning off and you can hear her voice go, ah, back to your room. Not till after the game. And so like it was that kind of untold like joke of like, yeah, I guess 
there's no none of that until after the game. So, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, you're, I can imagine. Dr- you're partying, you're drunk, smash party. Like, this is nuts. Like, even the Rams probably. Like, what do you do for the Rams after a game like that? Oh, man, if you're the Rams... Do you just get sad, or you? Yes, just like, I think you just get sad. You get sad, but they're all boozing. They've got to. Just, I think everyone boozes. You them. have to because there's such a buildup for that game. You're trying to dull. So you're much, trying to dull the pain. I mean, imagine a pressure situation you have, and you have to do it on TV, and you have to then talk about that pressure situation beforehand for days, and then after, coach. If I have a big time event, I just go do the event. And then it's over. Like, uh, meet my girlfriend's parents for the first time. What if you had to interview for uh, two weeks beforehand? What What are you thinking about uh, meeting the girlfriend's dad for the first time? Um, I uh, wasn't nervous until now. Now I'm like kind of weird out. I heard like he sometimes he's like maybe uh, yeah, it's got like big hands, so he might like uh, forcefully shake your hand. Are you worried about that? I mean, no. But now I'm thinking about that. Like, what if you had to interview for the biggest moment of your life, way before, way after? And there's so much that goes into Dude, the day. Dude, they're so the glad game. this Everything. is done. But then the thing is, like, you know, you I watched like at two o'clock. They were getting there. They, they were they were getting to the stadium maybe one thirty two o'clock. Yeah, they get there early. Guys, I was just going to the grocery store at that point. Like, I, I wasn't even thinking that there was a game on until like four o'clock. Really, the, the whole game was just like it's just a regular Sunday until four o'clock. Then you're like, all right, we got to get ready. Like, but you know they get there early on the regular season too, right? I know, but still, it's but just, you see it because it's on TV, and so they right? highlight everything because they have seven hours of coverage. But but like Ray said, there's a lot of press that goes that, that surrounds it. There's a lot of stuff that they have to do. I mean, there's probably, gosh, who knows what that whole day entails for these guys. That is why I said on Friday that the Rams have never been there before. It can be overwhelming. You get caught up and you have so many obligations that you may be tired by game time. You have the adrenaline dump. The Patriots know the process. They know exactly what's going to go on. They know everything. You did say that, but I don't think that was a factor. No. I mean, no, I agree. They played hard. It's a factor. People that have experienced something are in an advantage to people that haven't experienced it. Dude, the Patriots have experienced it so many times. So do you think the Rams could have won if it's their second year or third year? No, I wouldn't have those jitters. I think the I I, I still think Bill Belichick. Right. So I don't think it was a factor. That's my point. Like yes, okay, maybe a little bit, but that defense picked Brady off in the first drive. Like that's right. There, there was no jitters when Brady got picked off. Were you guys thinking, oh, oh yeah, dynasty over? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I thought you okay. Here we go. When I saw that duck, I was like, uh oh, dynasty over. You know I was. <laughs> and then guys, there was a play where Brady got sacked and he starts looking at his hand. And I'm like, oh no, guys, I was just like, I just. I don't oh, want him. To coach, get, I don't want him to get hurt. But I oh, mean, is coach's he, prediction. I was like, I didn't want him to get hurt. But is he? <laughs> is he hurt? Because it looked like he stepped on his hand or something, or he fell wrong on well, it. Well, golf, like, and then golf. The rest of the game kept looking at his right hand. I felt yeah. like he kept trying to grab a towel and he kept trying to kept flexing it. Yeah, I mean, because he was getting nailed. Like a couple plays, Jared Goff. Like, why are you so stupid? I want to. I, 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 golf. I know He's you're golfed, listening right dude. now. So on your when when you're near the sideline, instead of taking those big hits. Throw the ball away. Dude, there I was mean, one he play. got drilled. He, he went Coach, down I don't it. think he had time. God. No, he did. He was running for 10 yards towards the sideline. Oh, I got you. Just he throw did, it he, away. Coach, no, he did no, Coach, I think we're talking about the same play that I'm thinking of, and he just like went down to his knees, threw the ball at the same time, kind of got hit, and the announcer's like, well, I guess he threw the ball away. I'm, I'm like, what the hell that, was he that doing? That was funny when he was on his knees. No, he, he was like, no, all by I'm, himself on his knees. I'm like, talking oh. about the one that got, he got blasted.
blasted on oh, the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, is that uh, – no, that's good. He still has feet in bounds. I'm like, dude, there's no need to take that hit right there. You yeah, throw it away. Throw it You're away. Out of the pocket. It's golf, man. It's just not smart. Freaking golf. <laughs> God, I said freaking golf. Okay. I was like, oh, oh my, my goodness. God. We all went. <laughs> I was like, did you just You did it very convincingly. Golf? Okay, wow. I'll go back really? and listen to that. But can I mention one thing? That we mark. talk we talk about um McVeigh and there was something really smart that he did and Romo talked about it. And I don't know and I yes, do this is smart. I, I do want to know how much of this is Romo and how much of of it is a producer or someone else telling him like, "Hey, mention this cuz this is what's happening." Cuz there's a lot going on in Romo's head on the game. He's got to call, he's got to look at what's going on and then think about stuff beyond the game that he can talk about. I feel like this could be a producer, but the fact that they were letting the Rams were letting the clock go down to 15, 15 uh, seconds uh, before they lined up was pretty smart because I don't know, Ray, if you heard about this, but after the 15 second mark on the play clock, there's no longer radio contact in the quarterback's helmet from the coaches. So they wanted to purposely, the Rams wanted to purposely line up after 15 seconds so that Belichick didn't have a chance to look at their formation and call a defensive play. Genius. Okay, they knew. They know that. Going into it, they're like, okay. No, but they didn't do that in the first half. They did it in the second half, but it didn't make a difference. It didn't. They they yeah. it didn't. Right. But, but the, it was it was a smart it was a smart attempt by Sean McVay to Okay, you know so what? Bill Romo Belichick called that out. Romo so Romo set, called it out and said, "Look, look what they're doing here." This yeah, they is... break the huddle at like seventeen, so they're at they, the line. They were purposely wasting time for it to go down to fifteen seconds okay. before they lined up. Yes, which was a pretty interesting strategy that the Rams tried. It just didn't work. And and I also I have a question about after the Super Bowl, does Tom Brady's kid with Bridget Moynihan does she get to go to those kind of? Does the kid get to go to that? I'm not talking about that. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't want, know, guys. I, like really, I, I don't know. I, I don't. <sighs> I do want to say I did see a picture. A picture, and they said, "Oh, the Brady bunch is all here," and he had about maybe twenty family members right, there. So I would have guessed that, that every his, kid's going to be there. Maybe his not, kid with Bridget Moynihan. Does he? Does that kid? I don't know if he's yeah, a boy. How, or girl. how do you know? I don't know. Is there a way to? How know? many kids does he have with Giselle? Coach, Coach, you, know, you saw the documentary, and he kissed one, and I think there was another one. So just two? Yeah. There was one that he kissed and one he didn't. But what I'm saying is that he had about 20, 25 family members well, yeah, there. yeah, so because he's course, Tom Brady. Yeah, so of course the kid's going to get the invite. I mean, his trainer's there, Gutierrez. He's got the kid he kissed. He's got Giselle, Giselle's model friends, <laughs> mom and dad. Who's the guy? Gutierrez? His tr- personal trainer. What's his name? That doesn't sound right. Uh, I think it was. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Coach. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I mean, I don't. I, I just was watching the post game, and his family's down on the field. I'm like, man, I wonder if his other kid is here, and if it's not, that is, that's bad news. That hurts. That had to be. That would be terrible for that kid to be watching at home. I'm sure he got the invite. <laughs> I don't Super know. Super Bowl. He uh, wasn't in the documentary I saw though, of Brady. Check that it could out. be his mama's decision though. Oh, true. I mean, guys, divorces uh, yeah. are messy. They never know like what. Okay, it's a son there. that he has with Bridget Moynihan. Okay, and then does the son have any confetti in his hair? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how old is he, Coach? He was born in oh, 2007. Boy. Okay, so, so he is thir- 11. Okay, yeah, okay. no, he's 12. Was no, not till 2019. Okay, so he's 11. Was so he's he 11. playing catch on the field after the game? Oh, Did you see an 11 year old there with him? 
I saw the the daughter. He had a daughter. He has a son named Benjamin and a daughter named Vivian with Giselle. Yes. And then he has the son John Edward Thomas with Moynihan. So I wonder if was all were all three kids there. If someone could do that for that research for us, sore loser show on Twitter. Because if not, we got a lot of nice people out there with a lot of time on their hands. Let us know. And one thing that stuck out for me for the Super Bowl that you guys probably didn't catch up. They had a commercial. And Is Tony, there another nipple slip? No, Tony Romo's in the commercial. And underneath his name... Yeah, Skechers commercial? I have no idea what the product was. But it said, Tony Romo NFL legend. <laughs> like, guys, okay? Tony Romo played quarterback for the Cowboys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Legend? Whoa. We are throwing that name out there very loosely because Tony Romo won nothing in his life. We're the legend. Whoa, was it a com- you can't say funny commercial? It, no, it's a Skechers shoe commercial. But it said, like, he's the spokesperson or whatever. Under I bet they said, were trying to be a little funny. Tony Romo NFL legend. Listen, Romo knocks on himself. That The whole game started with Nance saying, ah. We're back here for another Super Bowl. And Romo goes, ha, I was always hoping I'd be at one of these. I mean, he started That's off perfect. Funny. He loves to rip on himself. I understand that, but NFL legend, That's come a little on, much. guys. I, I mean, bet they're guys, being funny. I'm Google imaging NFL legends. I mean, Dak Prescott's in here. Uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's a legend, uh, according but to you, you, Google. But you typed in cowboy legends. No, 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 NFL legends. Because <laughs> all I see is cowboy no, no, pictures. No. I mean, who's this guy? I don't even know who this dude is. Uh, Number eighteen for the. Yeah, I don't know why he's considered a legend, but when I saw I, that, maybe this, maybe Skechers didn't know we were, people were going to scrutinize it. They're like, ah, uh, put uh, broadcaster, no, 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 just put uh, NFL legend. Joe Flacco's in here. I mean, I guess anyone could be considered a legend. Okay, just so you know, Tom, uh, Romo, you're not a legend. I I like you. You're a nice guy. It seems like, but NFL legend, that's stretching it a little bit. That's false advertising in the commercial. And luckily, no. Why one, couldn't he just be former NFL quarterback? Exactly. Like, because legend makes him seem like he's more... Uh, and it's a commercial, so they can do whatever they yes. want. And speaking of, the 100-year football commercial, that yeah. was excellent. Yeah, it was good. Except, ah, oh, man, like the only, the only, if I were the director, the one thing, I'd be like, okay, this whole thing with Marshawn, like looking at the cake, is a bad actor. Can we get someone else? Like he was loud. It, it, the acting was terrible for Marshawn, and that's how the commercial started. Because it was like Beast Mode was looking at the cake like, oh, I want a piece of that cake. And he was just had that look in his face like, unbelievable, that he really wanted the cake. Everyone else, uh, guys, hands down, Peyton Manning is just a good actor. Like, he needs to be a Hollywood actor. Uh, to me, out of everyone in that commercial, Peyton Manning was just good. Love Peyton Manning. Did you see the stuff they were doing before the Super Bowl? I mean, I'd say probably 20 minutes out. They were running these funny commercials they thought were funny. They were like five minutes long. It was oh. Peyton Manning in a boardroom trying no. to be funny. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, they were filling time because none of that was funny. No, I missed he, that. He, he, did, he, he did make the joke. He was the, the he was like, oh, you're a Super Bowl winner. He's like, two-time Super Bowl winner. And they were acting like they, they didn't know who he was, and he was trying to stress who he was, right, but the commercial right. went on for five minutes. Oh, that's rough. I don't even know the product. That's how great of a job they did. But on I it. will say my favorite part of that football commercial was Joe Montana gets the ball, yeah, and Michael Irvin's like, ooh, ooh, me, not, me, not, me. No chance, Cowboy. Sorry, Cowboy. And he throws <laughs> it up to Jerry Rice. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. But... That's about all I got, guys. I just oh, you didn't say- think it was funny that Brady was like, "Here, hold my rings." That was really funny <laughs> that was too. So stupid, <laughs> so funny. That, that commercial had a lot of cool little moments. A lot of cool. Oh, moments. And Franco Harris catching the the ball the way he his big catch yes. was. You know, <laughs> like all those little things were funny to me. Only question: Who was the female at the end? 
Who was no, my, my, my the first son, ever referee? My, my no, son she asked was, me that. I think she was in there at some point, but that girl, I don't know who that girl was. My son asked me that, and I had no answer. I was like, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out, too, because yeah. I know the female referee was in that commercial because my wife saw it on like the Today Show or something, but the, at the end, is a different, it was a different female, and I have no idea who she was. Hey, so all the prop bets, so I, I think, mean, I I think no you're idea. the winner. Yeah. Pay me, my friend. I mean, I, me. I got three right out of I got four at least. I got three. We owe lunch. So we owe you 20 bucks. Thank Coin you. toss was tails. National anthem was over, over 147. Color Gatorade, blue. Well, guys, the, the Gatorade wasn't even on live TV. Like, no. he showed up. To, I saw a clip on Sports Center. He blue. runs out onto the field and he's already wet. And we're like, hey, WTH, where's the <laughs> freaking gate? What color was it? How many songs will be played at halftime? I guess it was over seven and a half. I had over. Uh, jersey number, first TV score under dang which is crazy running it was 26.5 running back uh and so game be decided by exactly three points i said no almost no uh cj anderson scored tg i uh, said they yes didn't, i said anybody, no anybody on the hey. team didn't even score so i got five no. i got three you know what stupid bet i lost one that i did yesterday that the game will not end on a quarterback rush which i guess technically a kneel down victory is formation a rush. is a quarterback rush and dang, I was just hoping that whoever was losing would keep the ball and try like a last minute something. I lost it with a freaking victory formation. Hey guys, you know what dumb bet I lost? I said the game wouldn't end before ten oh five. It lasted till ten oh seven. Like, what are you betting on, dude? Yeah, you bet on, you bet some you, you bet some dumb bets. But listen, guys, congratulations to the New England Patriots for Not proving oh. how good. They are at when what they do. Cheat. And I know a lot of people don't like the Patriots. People hate because they're great, and people like to hate great. Yeah, this, and this, don't get on RoboCop. Let him chill in Vegas for two weeks. He's got to decide about yes, his NFL future. Don't ask him when ever. did you come up with the rhyme? Hey, I like that. Was no, that last night in? I tweeted it. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're going to interview Gronk on ESPN for his retirement, if he's going to do it in two weeks, he'll let you know he's at the Cabana at uh, MGM Grand. That's right. And I know you're tired of the Patriots winning. But I hope you understand how impressive it is what they do with the pieces they have. And last night, it also proved you don't need the diva wide receiver to win Super Bowls. We give a Although lot. Of, Edelman's on the road to being a diva wide receiver, but go ahead. no, he's not at all. But we we give all this credit to, and we, and we talk about tall wide receivers. Oh, they got to be tall. Look at his hands. He's he's six foot five. That's got to be a number one draft. Everybody, Collinsworth. No, they all they all draft these huge wide receivers: Odell Beckham, AJ Green, Julio Jones. Guess what? The Patriots win with Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Hogan. Chris Hogan, uh, Cordell Patterson. I mean, Wait, who's a, huge? But and he tall. doesn't he doesn't even catch the ball. And a tall rough. guy with a couple screws in him called RoboCop. Yeah. So I'm just saying, give credit. I mean, maybe we need to look at wide receivers different. If you can get open, Edelman can get open. That's it. He's small, but he gets open. Yeah, all right. That, good. Okay, hey, congratulations, New England Patriots, for Woo! your Super Bowl victory. Yeah, not if one, if not two, not three, six. not four, good job. not five, but six. Hey, if you're a receiver out there and coaches all say, oh, we go to the tall receivers, yeah, you show them tape on this Super Bowl. Baby. Exactly. Yeah. So to the Pats, you didn't cheat. Congrats. That's We're very happy for you. Um, we'll, me, we'll and lunch, me and Lunch won a lot of people a lot of money. Yes. A lot of money. People hit me on Instagram and Twitter saying, hey, last second, who should I do? We told you, lock it up, minus three Patriots. They won by 10. It won a lot of people hundreds of dollars, and you're very welcome. When we give you a damn lock, you listen to it. That's right. All Have right. a wonderful day. And we're taking, I'm not doing a lock. I'm taking the day off after being that right. Just give me a second. Just like Gronk, give him two weeks. 
He'll tell you if he's going to continue to do the NFL. I'll do a lock in a couple days. Come back to me. All right. Thanks for listening. Happy Monday. Goodbye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.